Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the Gospel reading from Luke 17. Maybe seated. the name of Jesus. This is the season when AIM, A-I-M, AIM, is uh, quite important. Gordy, what what, uh, season is it? It's deer hunting season, right, Gordy? And I I, I know you got a deer, man. I think I I saw the deer hanging in your uh, garage. Yeah. (laughs) Good for you, Gordy. I'm happy for you. Yes, deer hunting season. Aim is important. You've got to aim. Otherwise, you're not going to wind up with uh, venison in the freezer for the year. Okay? You've got to aim. Now, when it comes to aiming, uh, it's not just like, you know, deer hunting season is the only time when aiming is important. You know, trying to bag Bambi. Today. This day, the day of Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, Thanksgiving Eve, but but you get my point, okay? Aim is central. So central. Now, we know when it comes to Thanksgiving, it's not like in a, in a limited season like, you know, deer season, where you have, like, you know, several weeks, okay? When it comes to Thanksgiving, the season of Thanksgiving, it really is all year long. 365 days. Days that are not aimless. The days of Thanksgiving are not aimless, but aimed. Aimed at, 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 at. Jesus! There we go! Tonight, we're going to learn the difference between aimless Thanksgiving and aimed Thanksgiving, and the Gospel reading will help us out a bunch. Here we go. Now, Jesus, in the Gospel reading, he goes where no Jews wanted to be, proving that he shows no partiality. Jesus doesn't play faves. He doesn't. He shows mercy to men and women and children and their little dogs too, okay? Everyone. That's what this location tells us, Luke 17, 1. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. Now here's prime real estate for the outcast, the least, the last, the lowly, the losers, and the disciples, you know, Jesus' entourage, they are freaking out at this moment. Jesus, ah, did you, like, make a wrong turn? Because we think you did. And Google Maps shows uh, many other routes. Can we take one of them, please? Can we we, we make a right-hand turn right here, right now? We, We think that would be a much safer, swifter, sounder path, Jesus. I mean, you're taking us into the danger zone, Jesus. We're going to run into all the wrong kinds of people. But this Jesus doesn't change course. He didn't come all the way from heaven here to planet Earth to love these people, but not those people. His love knows no bounds, no limits. And certainly, he proves that. 
here in this text when uh, they run into a bunch of uh, lepers. <laughs> the very people that uh, the disciples, his entourage, do not want to meet and greet, they get to meet and greet. Yeah. Verses 12 and 13. And as he entered the village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, at least these lepers are listening to m -m -m Moses. They're keeping their distance. And we're not talking about six feet here, okay? Like, you know, probably a football field length. I mean, it's, there's some distance here, okay? And these guys have had it rough and tough. The hard knock life for them. Really hard. Separation. Social isolation. Sad losses. And that's the norm. The norm for them is a nightmare. Lots of separation. And that's what this disease, leprosy, caused. Because this disease was uh, contagious. Here's a disease that dissolved the body before one's eyes. Disfiguring a person. Leaving them looking a bit like Frankenstein's monster. A disease that, well, gave you a death sentence. Oodles and oodles of social isolation. Here's a disease that forced you to live in your own community with other lepers. You're forced to live in your own colony, far, far away from the public. And if you did go into the marketplace, well, you had to beat pots and pans and yell, unclean, unclean. The people ran away from you. Scared of you. They didn't want what you had, that disease. Lots and lots of sad losses. Human touch, hugs, kisses, marriage, kids, birthday parties, family vacations, careers, those like really big milestone moments in life. Kiss it all goodbye. It's gone. Forever. Those things aren't possible anymore. But then Jesus enters the town. <laughs> There's hope now, isn't there? I'd like to think that uh, when Jesus early on healed a leper, uh, word got to every leper colony, every community full of lepers, that there's a man now walking around who can actually heal them. Wouldn't be surprised when they heard Jesus was here, that he was here to possibly heal them. And so they give it a shot. Maybe it's their turn. Jesus, mercy, 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 mercy. That's what they cry out. They actually don't even uh, ask Jesus to heal them. They, they leave how Jesus will show them mercy. They, 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 they leave that up to him. They put the ball in his court. Well, they're not disappointed. When these ten lepers cry out for mercy to Jesus, he sees them and he shows them mercy. Now, what is so surprising for me in this text is that the evangelist Luke makes no mention of Jesus hearing these ten lepers. Well, duh, he heard them because Jesus ain't deaf. Okay, we get that. But the evangelist Luke highlights what? 
Jesus's his sight, his seeing. That's really beautiful. Verse 14. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now in this moment, Jesus doesn't just see their missing digits and ears and toes. He doesn't just see their, their open sores and oozy, pussy wounds. He doesn't just see their, their tattered clothes and their, their rough leather-like skin. He sees their, their social isolation, their separation, their sad losses. He sees their sorry, sad, stuck state better than they do. And he doesn't want them to stay there anymore. And so he barks out these orders, go show yourself to the priest. Now that is actually really astonishing when you think about it. The only time if you were a leper and, and you would go to the, the priest is if you woke up one morning and you miraculously found yourself healed, leprosy free, and, and you, would, you would skedaddle, run to the priest for him to give you an examination. Like a physical checkup, you know. And make sure that you were leprosy-free. And then he would give you the green light to go back into community. To go back to your family. To go back to your kids. To go back to your career. To go back to all the fun times that you have missed. These lepers, I think that we, we have to give them some credit here. They take Jesus at his word. All they have is his word. Go to the priest. And they take that word, and they put it in their pockets, and they start going to the priest. Still sick. Still missing fingers and toes. Still full of sores and wounds. And as they go, as they make their way to the temple, they are mirac miraculously healed. They're healed. Now the ten lepers, healed lepers, have thankfulness. They do. They do. But it's an aimless thankfulness. Now in our study Bibles, in the footnote on this text, there's like this, this, this comment that nine were um, full of... Full, nothing but ingratitude. And I'm like... Putting myself in the flippy floppies of the lepers, is ingratitude even at play at this point? How could you not be thankful? Right? The social isolation, the separation, the sad losses, they're gone! They're completed! They're in the rear view mirror! They're, 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 they're in the past! For good! What a gift from God, a divine blessing. But do they see the God behind this divine blessing? The God behind this gift? Well, yes and no. Yes, they probably see this as a gift from above, but they don't see that this gift from above is from a God who is standing with them here 
below. They run off to the Jerusalem temple, thankful to God, but they're thanking a God who isn't there at the temple, but actually behind them. They have their backs turned towards Jesus. Their aim is off the mark. They don't hit the bullseye, folks. They're far away from the bullseye. bullseye. Here is aimless thanksgiving. And that's something that's going on quite a bit here in this country right now, this week. There is a lot of attitude of gratitude. And I'm thankful for that, by the way. I am thankful to God for that. During this season of thanksgiving, there is a lot of thanksgiving. But, it, but, but, but it's a thanksgiving that sounds a lot like, I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm so thankful. It's saying thank you into the void. Not directed at anything or anyone. Aimless thanksgiving. But what we see in this text, aimless thanksgiving doesn't actually stop the Lord from his giving. He knows that these ten lepers, not all of them, are going to have their thanksgiving aimed at him. And yet he still does what? He still delivers the goods. He heals them. He makes them leprosy free. And that's how our Lord rolls even to this day. He is still showering blessing upon blessing, gifts upon gifts, on those who are engaged in aimless thanksgiving. A warm house, a nice meal with family and friends, a good report from the doctor, a boss that, you know, understands and really, really gets you, really understands you, a safe trip during this week of Thanksgiving, a fun game night full of laughter, Eight glorious hours of sleep. A beautiful sunrise. These gifts are given regardless of someone's aim. There is one healed leper, though, whose aim is on target. Whose aim is directed at the God who gives. The giver God who shares in our flesh and blood. Verses 15 and 16. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. This is the only time in the New Testament where thanksgiving is directed at Jesus. The only time. Now he was a Samaritan. One healed leper returns to Jesus and he commends him for his aimed thanksgiving. His aimed thankfulness. Now when I picture this scene, and this is one of the things I love to do with the gospel readings uh, these days, is to, is to put myself into uh, the reading and, and really experience the sights and the sounds and the feels of the individuals in a text. And, and I can't help but see joy. Nothing but joy. 
here in this text. The ten lepers begin walking slowly to the temple, that uh, place of sacrifice. You, you, they're hobbling along. <laughs> I mean, they can barely feel their feet. They've lost, they've lost all sensitivity in their limbs. And, you know, they're missing toes. And so they're hobbling along. But then, as they're going to the temple, at this, you know, snail pace, they, they realize that, that all of their wounds all of their boils, all of their blisters, all these open sores are healed instantly. All of their missing, missing digits restored. They have, they have all ten toes now. And they have a, they have a strength in their legs that, that you know, they've never had in years. And, and, so, and so no longer are they hobbling along. They are, they're walking confidently. And then they pick up the pace. They start sprinting, sprinting to Jerusalem, to the temple. Filled with thanksgiving and gratitude. But then there is one healed leper who slams the brakes, does a U-turn, because he realizes the God he is thanking isn't found in the temple anymore. That God is found in the one that he left in the rearview mirror, left in the dust. And so he races to Jesus, falls at his feet, and he gives Jesus thanks. Aimed thanksgiving. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Now here's thanksgiving that hits the target. Bullseye. And it's a bit of a surprise because of who this guy is. He's a Samaritan. And we're assuming that the other nine were probably Jews, who probably should have picked up what Jesus was putting down. But the Samaritan gets it. He believes. Here's, a, here's one deemed a half-breed heretic by the Jews. Here's one who is seen as public enemy number one by God's people. But Jesus doesn't see him as an enemy. He has no human enemies, period. And that's what this healing, the healing of the Samaritan, proves. This Samaritan, he, he knows that God is not against him. Now, he may have thought that for years with his leprosy, but he, he knows that God is not against him. God is for him. God is on his side. And so he directs his thanksgiving to this God in Jesus. He sees Jesus as God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. He sees Jesus as the capitalist source of every single blessing, every single gift. And so he puts Jesus in his sight, and he fires his thanksgiving at Jesus. Now, Jesus wants to know where the other nine lepers are, healed ones, because he wants every single human being directing their thanksgiving to him. As the giver of every blessing, as the one who opens his hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. Verses 17 and 18. Then Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? For us, our problem is not like the nine, where 
We are not giving thanks to Jesus. We give thanks to Jesus. That's not the problem for you and for me. You know what our problem is. Our problem is that our thanksgiving to Jesus gets derailed so easily. A flat tire. A chip in the windshield. That one always gets me. <laughs> it happened within like the first couple weeks of a brand new car. Yeah, that's great. Reminded me that, yeah, this thing is not going to last. Okay, that's good. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for that reminder, God. A turkey that's burnt. I pray to God that doesn't happen to any of you tomorrow, okay? You won't be having us if we're having ham, but there we go. <laughs> a really tough night sleeping, you know, tossing and turning, having nightmares. A friend that doesn't notice the good that you did for him or for her. Not getting all of those boxes checked on your to-do list. A boss that really makes your day tough and rough. We have 1,001 things that go right every single day. But we have that one thing that goes wrong. And we all of a sudden become blind to all the goodies that Jesus gives us. All the blessings that you know, he's pouring out on us day in and day out. How can we, dear friends, keep our Thanksgiving going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny? And the answer really is found in this final, final verse of our text. Verse 19, And Jesus said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now Jesus says to him, Get up and journey on. Remember that this reading actually started with a destination. And, and the evangelist Luke wants us to connect the end with the beginning. This language of journey and destination. And where is Jesus going? On the way to Jerusalem. Yeah, the evangelist Luke wants us to connect this, 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 this cleansing that occurs here with the ten lepers with the greatest biggest, bestest cleansing that's about to occur on the Friday that we call good when Jesus is suspended between heaven and earth, stapled to that cursed stake, and he cries out these words in the Gospel of Luke, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgive! Release! Let go! Wash away! All that defiles us, all that divides us, all that damns us, Jesus Christ cleanses, he washes away, his blood blots out all of our sin. And you know what we say to that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. To uh, paraphrase the, well, the Apostle Paul, Pastor Paul, if Jesus did not hold anything back to get you back, won't he always have your back? Uh, the answer is a ginormous Y-E-S. Yes, yes, a thousand times, yes! Dear friends, the secret of thanksgiving, aimed thanksgiving, a lifetime of thanksgiving, is thanking Jesus Aiming our thanksgiving at Jesus, who gave his life for us all. Because of Good Friday, we can expect goodies. 
every single day from Jesus. Every day. Every single day. And so, like the deer hunters in the last, you know, couple of weeks, you know, they get up really early, and they go out to their deer blind, and they want to put Bambi, you know, in their sights. Let's do that with our blessings and goodies from Jesus. Every morning, make it a game. Get up, and you're looking in every nook and cranny of your life for goodies, because, because they're there. You have eyes to see and a heart to receive all these goodies. Have some fun with this. And when, you, and when you see a goodie, a blessing, a gift from Jesus, say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That, you know, the first sip of, of coffee in the morning, which I thoroughly enjoy. Thank you, Jesus. A beautiful sunrise. Thank you, Jesus. A safe trip to, you know, Costco or Aldi or Meyer or work. Thank you, Jesus. A really just enjoyable family vacation. Thank you, Jesus. A friend that sees you and sees that you're struggling and, and starts asking questions because this, this friend cares about you. Thank you, Jesus. A beautiful meal with family, friends. Thank you, Jesus. A warm bed at night. Thank you, Jesus. Thanksgiving aimed at Jesus produces more and more and more thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to Jesus begets more thanksgiving to Jesus, begets more thanksgiving to Jesus, begets more thanksgiving to Jesus. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Are you having a difficult time thanking Jesus these days? Well, if you are, I'm so glad that you're here. There is a meal this evening to jumpstart your thanksgiving to Jesus, the Lord's Supper. In a few moments, you will kneel before your risen, redeeming, reigning, ruling Lord Jesus, and he will feed you. You will eat his body, drink his blood, you will consume his blood, the very blood that cleanses you from all that defiles, all that divides, all that damns making you perfect as God is perfect. And you're not going to stay kneeling. Of course not. I, mean, I hope not. <laughs> I think you're going to get up and leave. And as you get up and leave, hear the words of Jesus in our text. Get up and journey on. Your faith has saved you. Not for a day of thanksgiving, but a lifetime of thanksgiving. Set your sights on the goodies, the gifts, the blessings, every day. They're all around you. And when you see one, well, <laughs> ready, aim, give thanks. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.